Some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information, information leader. leader. SAFM, 104 to 107. Because we are having our election debate tomorrow out in Krugersdorf at the Centenary uh, Hall, uh, we have moved Friday up to Thursday. And welcome to the Forum at 8, our Friday profile interview this morning. None other than the multi-talented, and that is possibly an understatement. Um, I mean, how does one describe Johann Stemmet? Where do you even begin? But I guess... Such that everybody understands who we're talking about, Mr. Nwetfernwet himself. This is such a huge privilege. It's such a huge honor to speak to you this morning. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for coming, Johan. The honor is absolutely ours. Now, you know, how many years has Nwetfernwet been going on television? On the, on the 27th of this month of July, it'll be exactly to the day 25 years. And we're in our 42nd, we're recording our 42nd season now. 
25 years. Talk about longevity. But when you initially came up with this concept, firstly, how did you come up with it? And did you ever dream, in your wildest dreams, did you think that it would be this sustainable? You know, that's the amazing thing, that your, your second part of your question. When you make a television program, when you start designing it, you never know what's going to happen. Um, it's it's purely in the hands of your viewing public. Uh, you have your ideas and you have your dreams for the show. But it all depends on the public, whether it's going to take or not. And you never know. That's that little X factor that you can never put your finger on. Um, if I could do that, we would be making hit shows all the time. But it's not possible. It's just something that happens. And, and I often sit and I think to myself, what did we do right? Because we must have done something mm. right to make it uh, uh, last for so long. And uh, I just can't put my finger on it and say it's definitely this or this or this. Uh, but we are very blessed and very, very happy that it's been running so long because it's not work. We're playing games. I'm playing games for a living. I'm, I'm, I'm entertaining Lucky people. And it's, <laughs> and it's fun. And as for your first part of your question, how did it originate? It was many years ago when the SABC in 1990, they had a symposium uh, at the SABC where they were uh, researching game shows. There wasn't really game shows on at that time. There were programs like Flink Dunk and uh, St- Edward van Aarde. Yeah, Stormstreker was mm, there. I remember those. And, and uh, there was a few. Of them. But it, it was fine. It was good shows. Flink Dunk especially was fantastic and so on. But, but there was no music type of game show. It was, a, it was a foreign genre. And we, we just thought, look, because um, Elsa Colling, Johan van Rensen, and myself, the three of us were, were working together at that stage, and uh, uh, we decided, why don't we propose a game show which consists out of music? Because, you know, everybody listens to music in their cars or in their homes or wherever they are, and the first thing you always do when you like a song, you say, who's, who's that singing there? Or what's mm. the name of that song? And we thought that could be an idea for a game show, where you ask people, who's singing What's the name of the song? And then we had to just devise a method of doing it. And we went back to sort of games that that, that, uh, kindergarten teachers would play with kids, play them a few notes of a song and say, who can tell me what this song is if I just play you a few notes? And the first one that can give the answer, he... He's the hero of the class, you know. Or, or, or she put pictures on the blackboard and she says to them, I'll play you a little song and you tell me what picture do you think will match this song. You know, it's typical things that you play play with kids. And we just sort of evolved it into a, into a more children-adult uh, music game show. And I think the secret of the, of the thing is that it, it, it kept evolving year by year by year. We never keep it the same. We change mm. it. Not the format. The format you don't touch because if you touch the format, you, you, you upset people or you confuse them. So we leave the format, but we just adjust a little bit at a time um, just to keep it fresh and new. And, you know, so true what you say about music. Luvuyo um, um, Mahlukani says on Twitter, um, wow, what a beautiful piece of music. Even though I don't understand a word, it surely tastes good. Oh, Great shame. Guess. That's very and, kind. And, and that's the thing about music. You know, when people, when you listen to music, it's not necessarily about the lyrics first off. It's not the lyrics that grab you first. Uh, usually it's the melody uh, that you go with, uh, the, 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 that you tend to gravitate to. And um, I guess uh, this is partly why Nuit for Nuit is so successful. But I want to talk about you, Johan. Yes. Um, from Springbok in uh, the Northern Cape. Springbok, Severod. Yes. yes. I was born there, but I, but I grew up in a, in a little mining town. My dad worked on the mines um, 
he was a prospector on the mines. And uh, I was born in Springbok because Clancy didn't have a hospital. So they had to drive the, uh, the 120 <laughs> kilometers from Clancy up to Springbok so that I could be born there and then drove me back again. Uh, <laughs> and I grew up in this very, very small town. It was, it was really small. We were... We were 12 kids in the school at one stage, you know, so it was it was wow. really small and uh, grew up basically in an English community because it, the mine belonged to the Beers and it was it was basically English. But there was also the real Afrikaans, the Maquilanders around. So um, I had that the two cultures that I grew up in. Uh, then I went to Cape Town for high, my high school. I was in the boarding school there at, at the high school Jan van Riebeck in Cape Town. And then from there to Stellenbosch University. And after that, I went to UCT. I did a, a, a BA degree at UCT. And then I taught at Ronderbosch Boys High School in Cape Town for, for about five, six years uh, before I, I came up to Johannesburg and joined the SABC. Yeah, because, you know, that Northern Cape accent, like there's nothing left of it. Did you ever have it at any oh, point? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I played as a freelancer. I played in radio dramas on the Afrikaans service in those days in Seapoint. And uh, I was criticized heavily because whenever they did a drama and, and I was in it, then my accent was too... <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like I that. I love that. I had to go to, to, to a, a speech school to, to speak Afrikaans properly, not without an accent. So it's a Pretorianer. But, but nowadays, <laughs> it's the in thing to have that accent. I mean, they, they love it if you, if you speak Afrikaans with I accent. love that accent because not only can I immediately pinpoint where you're from, uh, but, uh, you know, secondly, it, it, it just speaks to, you know, how real uh, the people of that part of the world are. There's something about people from the Northern Cape. Mm. You know, um, as they would say in Afrikaans, uh, so funny arda. Yeah, but you confuse me. Why? Because you speak Afrikaans and English so perfectly without any accent. I I was flawed just now. I couldn't make out. Now, are you Afrikaans speaking or English speaking? I could, you you speak well, with a beautiful accent. I, I, I grew up in a, in a multilingual family. Ah. And, and and so all these languages happened, you know, and, and as a child, as children do, they absorb. Mm, mm. But uh, when I went to school, um, I went to school Afrikaans, Eerste uh, Taal, and then high school, I was uh, English first language. So Yeah, you see there. You see, so, so, so I guess uh, that is why. But this is not about me, Johan. This is about you. No, I'm just fascinated <laughs> with you. <laughs> and then, of course, um, uh, you went into teaching and was that something that you enjoyed? Loved it. I loved it. I initially studied law at Stellenbosch, and then uh, I, I did Afrikaans Netherlands as a, as a subject, which I then took up to a, a third-year level, and I decided to carry on with the Afrikaans part of it, and all you can do with that was teach. And so I, I ended up teaching Afrikaans first language. I did a teaching diploma, and as I say, then I went to UCT, and I did a, a Bachelor of Education degree so that I could go and, and teach high school. And... Um, it, it, I, I loved it. I loved working with the kids. I always brought music into the class. You know, we would take poems whenever we had a, a, a poetry lesson. Uh, I would make sure that my guitar was there and we could maybe sing along to some of the poems. Uh, my senior kids, we did that with. So, so it was always, the music was always part of the teaching. But I loved the teaching. I loved working with the kids. Um, uh, it's it's just wonderful. You take a guy who's 13 years old and you take him right through till he's 18 and you just see how he grows in himself and matures. And it's it's a very, very rewarding career. I don't know what it's like nowadays because I've been out of teaching for 35 years, but it was in those days I really enjoyed it. But, 
you know, was it was it a huge transition given that, you know, you came from the Northern Cape, as you said, you came from a small town and um, now you're moving, you know, to this um, city, to the urban area. Did you find that a bit of a transition, you know, having to fit in? And, and, and how much different was it from where you came from Hugely. to what Massively. you encountered? Oh, no, the... the, 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 the I'm not. I'm not using this in a derogatory sense at all. But when I talk about a small town mentality, I don't. I don't mean it derogatively. I mean it's a way of thinking. It's a way of approaching life. It's a way of dealing with your fellow man, which you have on these small towns, which is totally different to the big towns. In the big towns, the big town mentality is very impersonal. Um, you will greet somebody. You will smile. You look, but uh, you don't have that contact with people. With a one-to-one with people like mm. you would at a small town. I remember when Rolf Schoesen that came up to, to – he had to go and see a doctor in Cape Town. And he came up from Plains here to, to, to go to, to Cape Town. And when he came back, he said his arm was so sore. And they said, why? He said, because he was lifting his hat all the time, greeting, <laughs> greeting everybody he walked past. And no, it, it, was, a, it was quite an adaptation to move from, from small town into this, uh, this high school where the kids are from – from from the city, you know, they they look at things differently, and it took me some time to to fit into it. But you know how a human being is; how a human being can adapt, and you just yeah, adapt. We do, we adapt, and then uh, making that move then up to Gauteng now mm. uh, would have been Transvaal back in the day. That was monstrous. <laughs> <laughs> that was huge because uh, what happened was the SABC had a, had a had a music symposium. This was before the game show thing, many years later. And I was at that stage write, writing uh, cabaret music with a with a very well known Afrikaans uh, writer called Henny Okamp. He passed away about two years ago, shame man. But he was brilliant as a as a cabaret uh, writing Afrikaans cabaret and short stories as well. And we were working working together on on cabaret music and. With this music symposium that the ACB said, they invited people from all over the country to come and contribute to the symposium, and I was invited to to come and present some of the the music, the cabaret music that we were writing. And while I was here and doing this, um, they offered me a job. They said, you know, television was very young. It, it was about three years old at that stage, so everything was very young. Mm. And they said, would you like to come and try and be a music producer? I said, a music what? And they said, well, you know, you make music programs. I didn't have a clue. I said, no, let me stick to teaching. But I sat I, – one, one morning I was standing in front of a standard 8 class, grade 10 class, and we were doing grammar and so on. And I thought to myself while I was teaching, loving it, but I thought to myself, do I want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Uh, it's nice the prescribed works change from year to year, but the grammar stays the grammar, you know? Mm. And I felt I needed I needed another challenge. And I thought, let me go and try this thing. that they I wrote a letter to <laughs> – those days you still wrote letters. As a matter of fact, the airplane ticket that I paid to fly up from Cape Town to Johannesburg and back return was 76 rand. <laughs> so, wow. so, so I, I, I wrote and I said, look, if you guys are still interested, have you got a place for me? And they said, well, come up for interview. And I, I was offered the job, but I was still unsure. And I said to my headmaster, listen, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I love my teaching and what he said, look, I'll tell you what, you've got long leave due. Take three months, go and give it a passion. If you don't like it, we'll keep your post here. Well, I'm still on long leave because I never, I never went back. <laughs> Once that, that uh, thing bites you, it never lets go. Well, we're speaking to Johan Stemmet uh, this morning. Uh, he of Noot for Noot fame. And uh, I think all of us have seen all those hideous waistcoats, uh, waistcoats that Johan <laughs> used to wear. And thank God that's a thing of the past. <laughs> 
But of course, you know, that was like part of the character. Got to do that. You see, I always tell people television is about the what and the how. The what is what you do. And what we do is we, we do a music game show. But how do you do it? How are you going to color it in? How's the set going to look? How are you going to dress the band? How are you going to dress the presenter to get people talking? So wear something outrageous. And then they're either going to love it or hate it. But, you know, I mean, I don't take myself seriously. I'm not going to walk in the streets <laughs> wearing a waistcoat like that. It was for the show, and it got people talking. There actually some people watch to see now what is the next thing he's going to be wearing. So it's all just for fun and tongue in the cheek. Well, and of course, I'm not going to hog him the whole show. 0891-104-208 if you'd like to chat with Johan. And uh, you can also SMS us on 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Um, Petru Koza says, is there anything that your guest hasn't done? He speaks so well. He sounds so educated. He's a talented media star. What have you not done that you'd like to do, Johan? Oh, there's many things. You know, the the day you lose the passion for living, that's when you pack up. But there's always something else to do. There's always something to do. Okay. Let's hear from Rose, who's calling us from Durban. Good morning, Rose. Morning, and morning to Johan as well. You know, I, this is a little anecdote which which will amuse him. When my grandson was very was small, he was five or something like that, I would often babysit him on a Friday night. And um, one day, one Friday, he wasn't with me. And um, he called me from his mom's house and he, and he said, Hi, Gran, what channel is Fenuit Fenuit on? <laughs> <laughs> A little guy of five. And he was as addicted as I was to Nuit Fenuit. Oh, and what I, what I think is wonderful about your program, Johan, is just that you smile from beginning to end. When, I, when, when the program ends, I just find I've been sitting there and smiling and occasionally laughing for the entire time. And it's a wonderful relief from, from life, which is often burdensome for us. Oh, so thank you very, very That's much. That's so kind of you. And you forgot really. to say screaming at the TV, Rose, screaming the <laughs> answers. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, Rose, we, we all smile because it's such a fun thing to do. It I is. Mean, it's you, a fun you, it, time for it's us. It's not you know, serious. It's just having fun with music. So we, we, But that's very kind of you. You've actually made my day. Thank you for that kind <laughs> comment. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, uh, Rose in Durban. And, of course, we're coming up to news time, but we will take more of your questions. We'll read more of your messages. 891 That's our call-in number. Tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. And you can also send us an SMS to the number 34701. And that, of course, uh, will cost you one rand. Uh, this one here from uh, Blacks in Cricket. He says, please ask you, hon, uh, did it not bother him in the 80s that the show had no black people on it? Did he ever try to host them back then? You see, uh, everything, as I said to you just now, everything is an evolution. And uh, he who pays the piper calls the tune. So we made the show for the SABC. And our initial, our initial I'm, I'm, I didn't work at the SABC. I was, we were we outside company. I initially started at the SABC. We left here at 89. And the show we started doing in 90. And it went on in 91. Um, but the brief was it was supposed to be for an Afrikaans speaking target market. Um, after one series, we realized it cannot work as only an Afrikaans speaking target market because 
you have such a huge market available to you. Why just stick to that? And But we couldn't change the format immediately. And gradually we started bringing in English speaking. Then we got the colored people in. We got Our first black artist that we had was Yvonne Shaka Shaka. And I always tell this interesting story. On the ratings at that stage, there was three programs in the Afrikaans section that was always in the top ten. Number one was either the news or Fetkuk Palace. Or Nuit for Nuit. We, we went one, two, and three, the three programs, Fetkuk Palace, Nuit for Nuit, and the news. And, um, but on, they had a thing called an all-races index, which was for everybody across the board. And we featured sort of number 42, one of, what, 41, 42 on the top 50. And the day that we brought, um, uh, Yvonne, Yvonne Shaka Shaka mm. in to sing, the very next week we jumped from that position in the 40s right down to number eight on the top 10. For the All Races Index. So um, it was a wonderful move that the show could evolve itself into something which is South African. And I always say to people, it is not, it's not an Afrikaans show at all. It's presented in Afrikaans. But Nikoluma Isizulu, if I need to speak to a Isizulu uh, contestant, mm. I will. I can speak to an English contestant if need be. So we have everybody there. The show is presented in Afrikaans, but we use music across the board, and it is a show for everybody. Well, we're in conversation with Johan Stemmet this morning, and after the news break, we'll continue taking your calls and reading more of your messages. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And the multi-talented, multi-award winning Johan Stemmet, our guest uh, in studio this morning. And we're just talking about Johan and about, you know, Nuit for Nuit because Nuit for Nuit has become an institution in South Africa and along with it, Johan. And very more often than not, we tend to uh, buy rights to overseas shows, you know, so that we can do them with some South African flavor here. But Nuit for Nuit. This is an absolute success story. If, 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 if you are not convinced about the success of the format, when you had the opportunity to actually sell rights uh, to the Netherlands, was it? No, it was to England. To England. Yeah, London Weekend Television. Yes. London Weekend Television. Yeah. How? I mean, it must have been a very exciting time. It, it, was, it was exciting because... We, we never thought of, of, of marketing the program internationally. And there was an agent for some uh, studio or something that was in South Africa at, at, at what I think it was about 1995, 96, roundabout there. And uh, he contacted us and he said, listen, he's interested to meet up with us to chat about the show. He said what happened was he was young business and he had a, had a, a dinner date. And he was in the hotel busy getting dressed and he saw this program come on. And... Uh, he started watching it while he was dressing, and eventually he was late by an hour for his for his lunch, uh, his dinner date, because he watched the entire show, and he didn't understand a word of it. And and during the dinner, he was worried because he thought, "Why did I watch this television program?" And I couldn't understand a word that they were talking about. And then he suddenly realized, but he understood the show. He could play along and he could play the games without having to understand what the presenter is saying because the games explain themselves. And then he thought this this could work uh, internationally. And um, we went over to London for discussions with London Weekend Television and then they bought the rights to it. Uh, they It ran for about six years there. 
And after that, options were taken out by Endemol, uh, Granada, not Granada, what were the Grundy Television in mm-hmm. Australia, NHK in Japan. It, it sort of then started started happening. With wow, the, with huge the success story. Oh, it was fun. It's it's still fun. It we still, still is fun. You know, we I, I mentioned just now to to the one listener that 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 mailed in or SMSed in. He said about when I mentioned that the passion. Life is all about passion. And uh, you, you, you can't retire with something and say, listen, I'm going to put a date on my retirement. When I'm 65, I am going to retire. You, you, you retire when you lose the passion. When the passion goes, that's it. Then you can call it a day. And note for note, all of us working on it. I mean, Elsa has been working with Elsa Colling, our, our producer. We've been working together for 30 years already. Um, my partner, Johan van Rensburg, who was with what me. What happened to Johan? Where's Johan? He retired. But I must say, he didn't lose the passion, but he felt it was time. And he retired, uh, firstly, from the company about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And then about five years ago, he he decided he, he doesn't want to play anymore either. He, he wants to make a break. That's when Yakunel took over. But as long as the team that works on it, it we call them the A-team. It's the same guys that have working, been working on it from the beginning. Um, they still have a passion for the show. And it was so kind when Rose mentioned just now the smile that that we put on her face um, the guys do it because they love doing it and people say but why is the band smiling like that all the time because they're loving what they're doing it's it's fun what we're doing we're having fun we're playing games who doesn't want to get paid for having fun uh, King Damane says uh, Johan when I'm not at when I'm not out on Fridays I watch the show and screaming of answers I know that all too well and then uh, there's another one here from Leslie A Leslie says give that man a bells his show brought people of diverse cultures together through music hashtag Viva Nuit for Nuit. Oh, wonderful uh, let's go to Irvin who's calling us from Uppington good morning Yes, good morning. How are you? Well, and you, Ivan? Hi, Ivan. Very well. Ivan, Ivan. Ivan. Uh, Welcome, uh, Ivan. Johan, yeah. uh, uh, I, I think what you did, you breed uh, competition back in our family structures. You know, when it's not time for not for not, we group together as family and play with our own prizes. We, we issue prizes within the family. I'm just from Springbok when uh, I arrived late last night. And what I like is that tone, the voice, the way they talk, everything. And you totally change over the years. You don't even sound Northern Cape. <laughs> you, made, <laughs> you made me proud. <laughs> I'm really proud and excited. The unfortunate part of, of you being on, on SAFN, you know, if if it was uh, Radio Sona Grenze, everybody could have called in, but unfortunately it's on SASM. And, and, and not everybody is English, you know? Yeah. But uh, good luck for the rest of your life. Yeah, thank you, Ivan. But you, <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is, we have a very broad English viewership, uh, as, almost as broad as Afrikaans at this stage. And the very exciting thing is as well, uh, our, our Sutu audiences are growing very, very strongly. And it, it, it's exciting to see the show evolve into something, which is our dream. We want the show to be something for everybody in the country. And, and it's very kind of you to say you guys also play along and you also enjoy it.
Yeah, well, um, Ivan, uh, let me just tell you, you're not the only person in Uppington listening. Uh, Jimmy sends an SMS and Jimmy says, uh, please ask Johan about his flying skills. My flying skills? I don't know if it's skills, but I've been piloting <laughs> airplanes for oof, many, many, since 1989 I got my pilot license. I um, I used to fly for my concerts when I was still performing uh, all over Namibia and South Africa. So I needed the airplane for that. And the airplane basically did the work for us. It, it allowed us to, to get to places where we couldn't get with a car in time. So I used the airplane for that and flew for many years. And when I decided to, to call it a day with the, with the touring and the concerts, um, the television career was growing just too much. I had to, I had to give up something. You can't, you can't have a singing career and a television career. Um, you can, but it, it becomes difficult, especially if you've got a family, a young family. And um, I called it a day with the, with the concerts. But because the flying was so in my blood, then I just couldn't give it up. And I started flying gyroplanes gyrocopters and uh, I had the fourth one in the country there's now over 400 of them flying and the moment I got mine me and the other guys who also had them we we got in these little crafts and we flew right around South Africa's borders and we filmed a documentary called fly the beloved country and uh, we showed the borders of South Africa all around from 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 a bird's eye view and this documentary was broadcast on SABC a few times already uh, Definitely rings a bell. Yeah, it it was it's gyrocopters, and that's great fun. And to this day, I still fly them. I love, I love flying. Isn't it scary though? No, it's scary to drive a car in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a thing about small crafts. No, you know, like, they always ask you. Yeah, but they always ask you, is it safe? You know, it's as safe yeah. as the pilot. It's as safe as the pilot. There's nothing wrong with the craft. The aircraft's not going to just break apart. Okay, I'll take your word but for it. When are you coming to fly with me? As soon as you invite me, but uh, yeah, I'll, you'll need to sedate me. <laughs> okay, we could talk <laughs> before about I get out. But let me read a few more messages here for you, Johan. Uh, Peter says, "Johan Stemmet, together with Nuit for Nuit, are fantastic. Friday evening without it is dull. Johan, you rock." And then um, it's uh, Mari or Marie who says, "I'm addicted to Nuit for Nuit. Stemmet, fantastic presenter, and the band is fantastic. That band." They the are fabric. super. Your audience is saying all these nice ga- things. I came here just to feel good. <laughs> That's <laughs> lovely. The band is superb. They are excellent, excellent, excellent musicians. All individual musicians, and we just get them together for Nerd for Nerd. They don't operate as a band uh, outside Nerd for Nerd. They operate as individual musicians, each with his own career. Uh, but they're all professional musicians, and once we get them together for Nerd for Nerd, it's their little holiday. They love it. They see each other twice a year, and then they say, let's just have a jaw, and that's what they do. They always smile and smile because they love it. Wow. And then a few more messages. Uh, okay, let me go to the lines before I read more messages. Uh, Bafo is calling us from Haman's Kral. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Uh, there's, there's a joke which one of the guys, I don't remember if it's Johan or, the other, or one of the other guys. So it's, it's a very short joke. It goes like this. They said the three of them went out for drinks somewhere, but one of them was extremely scared of, 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 of his wife. So they were extremely sloshed. So the two took the one at home, and they walked in bed with scattering, speaking very softly because they, one, their friend was so lost, they couldn't speak. And they were whispering so that the woman would not hear on the side. And then the, one of the, and then the drunk guy asked, why are you guys speaking softly? And they walked, the other one replied, no, we are scared of the wife. And he whispered, and he said, no, she's not here. She's in Uppington. She visited her mother. And it was a 
lost. It was one of the best jokes that I had, and it was in African matter. But I think not for not rocks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bafo, out Thank in Haman's Kral. Kind of you. Yeah, let me read a few more messages. Uh, Rose in PE says, wonderful show, Sakina. Love you, Hannah Nord for Nord. As a fan, I and other fans are hoping Nord for Nord is not done, uh, is not one of the shows being cut. Um, no. I doubt it very much. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, times change and things change. And we're just grateful that we go from series to series. We've now just signed a contract with SABC now for another two seasons, which will be season 42 and 43, which will take us to 2017, end of 2017, 2018. So, yeah, we're still here for some time. Johan, let's go back to the lines. A bonfire is calling us from Harry Smith. Good morning. From welcome. Welcome, welcome. How are you, Han? How are you? I'm all right. And let me tell you what you did to my life. I only listened to North of North. So my daughter didn't like Africa. We tell you what, that line's not great, so we'll we'll try and fix that and we'll get him back. But uh, let's continue with the messages here uh, from our SMS line. Lynn says, what a refreshing change to the usual heavy, albeit relevant program. I was in shock to hear that Afrikaans song at the beginning. Thought my radio had jumped stations, but uh, loving it all the same. <laughs> That's from Lynn. And then Ria says, uh, one day I would love you to invite Miss uh, Swongile Kumalo to sing her song, Africa, just to open the show. Thank you, Johan, our, our favorite program ever. And then uh, Mohapi in Bloemfontein says, uh, Nuit for Nuit is the program that brings blacks and whites together. We all love Nuit for Nuit. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Uh, some of the messages. Uh, Edward Timba on Twitter says, uh, No, Sakina, don't take your hands off her. Don't fly. We still need you on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one from um, someone uh, or the account is at Rhodes Confess says, I don't speak Afrikaans, but I love the show uh, to the annoyance of my brother who prefers generations on Fridays. So I know that. I know that feeling. But let's see if uh, we have a Bonfa on a better uh, line there down in Ladysmith. Bonfa, good morning once again. Good morning. I was saying to you, uh, oh, that's I only I always listen to North or North, and my daughter, some years back, didn't like Africa, and she was in metric. So she started listening to North or North. You know what happened? She got symbol C just for in Africans just by listening to North or North. She got interested in Africans and passed the Africans in symbol C. Isn't <laughs> that wonderful? That is so That's great. So Thank you for sharing <laughs> that with us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much for calling. All the best. Thanks, Bonfa, uh, calling from Ladysmith. And, 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 and you know, it, it relates back to the story you were saying about uh, the English guy who didn't understand the language. And, and I suppose uh, you then cultivate an interest in the language simply because you're trying to follow more closely mm. what the program is about. But we're going to take a spot break when we come back. Of course, um, we'll wrap it up with Johan Stimmert. What's happened to the life insurance policies you bought over the years? The ones to provide for your family when you're gone. The ones to see you through retirement. When last did you check if they are still in force and what they are worth? Finding out used to be a hassle. Now, an online search engine gives you a full report for free. It's called Verify. Verify with an I. For more, go to verify.coza. 
The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And Jan is rolling his eyes at me because I just told him I'm from Standardton. Standardton. <laughs> But of course, uh, I see what Johan is doing. Johan's talking about me and I want to talk about him. So, Johan, just looking back on um, Nuit for Nuit over the years, how would you characterize it? How would you characterize this ride? It's been an incredible ride. It's been a fun ride. It's been an exciting ride. And it's been a very interesting ride because as we go from year to year and season to season, um, we are continuously trying to find something new in terms of new games, new looks. I said just now it's it's the what and the how. So we've got to balance those two out in the television show all the time. We must come up with new what's, new games, new twists, new angles. And uh, the how, I mean, how many more waistcoats must I wear? <laughs> the funny thing is I, ha- I haven't worn a waistcoat for 15 of the 25 years. We wore it for one Two seasons, maybe. And yet. Two seasons. And people still remember that. The impression that, that So that we must made. come up with something that, that people can latch onto. And they can. But the challenge is to keep the show fresh all the time and to keep it exciting all the time. And we had a very, very exciting turn a few years ago mm-hmm. where our contestants were getting older and older and older. And we, we sort of saw the line because we thought, listen, we are actually taking our target market to the edge now. They, they're busy disappearing now. And then suddenly, uh, I can't remember which season it was, something like 28 or 29, right about there. Suddenly the contest, the average age of the contestants dropped from 35 down to 20. And we found that the next generation had come aboard. And suddenly we realized the show has been going for so long now mm. that the, the, the parents, the children of the parents are now becoming the contestants. And uh, the only old guy there is me now. The rest, are all, <laughs> the rest are all young, young, young guys. And that's what's exciting. But uh, you're only as old as you feel. Uh, let me just park that there. But anyway, in terms of keeping it fresh, um, what has happened has also been a very interesting evolution in the music itself as part of the game. Yeah, we watch it all the time. What we do is we monitor all the regional radio stations to see what they are playing because the the music that are in the people's homes are the music that they hear on their radios, whether it's in the car, whether it's home, wherever, uh, shopping centers, wherever. So we monitor each, the KFM, we monitor Highfield Stereo, all the radio stations across the board. And then we try and get a common denominator and see which are the songs that are repeated on all the stations. And the moment we see, ah, this is one that's being listened to, then we can put it in. Because the the secret of Nuit for Nuit is not whether you know the song or not. You need to know the song to play along. The competition lies in who's going to recognize the song first in the form that we're going to challenge you. In other words, if we say to you, I'm going to give you any well-known song, but I'm just giving you two notes and a clue or three notes and a clue, who's going to first click, oh, yes, it's that song or that song. So you've got to know the music, the songs, to be able to play along. This is why also we do uh, auditions. We do about five to 6,000 auditions with people um, across the country every year. And we select 64. So the people we select, they really know their stuff. Not necessarily their music, 
but they know the type of songs that we use on Nerd for Nerd. And that is, as I say, after monitoring the radio stations, the top of the pops, the popular ones, the ones mm. people listen to and enjoy. Those are the ideal songs to use in, in, in the program. And it grows. If I think of, of the list that we used in 1991, we were still using Smoke It's In Your Eyes and we were <laughs> using yeah. Hello Dolly from Satchmo and things like that. And nowadays it's all the Bruno Mars things and all yeah. the... Uh, Taylor Swift and all the new stuff. But we will never, ever disregard our older audience. Why? Because I am older. No, <laughs> because, you know, those are our, our viewers that's been with us forever. So we'll always, we'll always keep the golden oldies going as well. The Frank Sinatra songs will always be there. Uh, we'll always, it's easy to do it as well because somebody like Mike, Michael Bublé comes along and what does he do? He re-records mm. all the old Frank Sinatra hits. So, a good song is a good song is a good song. It will always be there, and it's always there to be reused in a program like Nerd for Nerd. Uh, let's go down to Durban now. Uh, Marky, good morning. Hi. Hi, Christina. Um, I just want to say, tell you about this wonderful thing that Johannes David did with us. We, uh, we used to invite a boyfriend or a girlfriend over only on Nerd for Nerd to see if they're going to fit in with our family. Are <laughs> oh, you being serious? <laughs> it was their test. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad to say they all married with nice people who'd watch North <laughs> Oh, shame, <laughs> Thank man. you so much. That's oh, a good one. Thank yeah, you for calling. Sure, I'll tell that story. I will tell it. <laughs> that's lovely. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for you. calling, uh, Margie. I did. Uh, Oh, that's a good test. You know, you, you could do worse things to test whether someone will actually fit into the family. Pumzile uh, Pompo says, um, I can now understand and speak Afrikaans a little bit because of Johan's wonderful show. Great presenter. Absolutely I concur with that. Um, Pigzo Yende says, uh, thank you very much for bringing Johan Stemmer to the studio. Buy a donkey toch. What a privilege. So the, the, there's much love out there, but... I want to know what what did you do with the waistcoats? That 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 question, you know, I've been so excited with your interview today because you are fresh, you are strong, you are very confident, you are so good at what you do. And now that's the first question that you asked me that's been asked before. All the others were new. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just pulling your leg. Uh, the waistcoats, uh, a lot of people want to know, but now what do you do with them? Because there was many. There was 50, 60, 70, 80 waistcoats yeah. that was worn in the two seasons. And um, wh- what we used to do is we used to uh, give it to charities, um, children's homes, old age homes. Uh, and what they would do is whenever they have a, a, a Fund, fund, uh, you know, we'd, we'd give it for auctions, for fundraising and things oh. like that. So they would auction them up, some waistcoats. I remember at Velcom one night at a, at a, a, a rotary meeting, they, they auctioned this waistcoat up and it got something like 28,000 rand for a waistcoat. Wow. Um, and uh, but the but the it 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 was given for charities. I have I've got one. I kept one for myself that I want to just keep as a as a memento. That's fantastic. Uh, Leko Hila says. Um, so I went to a pub in Belleville in Cape Town, and the only reason why I was comfortable with the music being played was thanks to Nuit for Nuit. Ah, oh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't so that beautiful? It, it, it absolutely is. But, Johan, where do you see Nuit for Nuit going to from here? As long as it can evolve, as long as we keep it fresh, 
It is the type of show that can just carry on, but it's got to evolve all the time. There will always be new viewers. There will always be new contestants. Um, people naturally phase out. Uh, if you think our original band that we had was a three-piece band, mm. all three members have gone. And gradually, every now and then, we replace somebody, but never by by choice, always on their request when they feel they want to move on now or something. Uh, the group that's been with us now has been with us for many, many years. We've had no changes whatsoever. But uh, it, it's becoming a young show now again because the contestants are young and everything. The only old guy, as I say, is me. And um, the moment that I feel that I'm actually keeping the show back from evolving, I will also most definitely step aside. But do you think that the show could continue beyond you yes yes it should the 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 presenter must never ever be more important than the show it's too dangerous if people watch the show for the sake of the presenter and the presenter goes the show is dead but if they watch it for the sake of the show and the presenter is complementary to the show then the show could just carry on. Of course, there will be reaction. If, if people are very used to a presenter in a show and they suddenly change to somebody else, the first reaction is going to be, oh, no, it's not the same. Oh, no, it's not. But, but people get used to it. And after a month or two, they'll say, well, actually, this new guy is not too bad at all. And they, they will never forget the original presenter. And uh, they will initially compare you to the new guy. Mm-hmm. But then they'll accept the new guy. And, oh, do you remember that other guy who used to present it? What was his name again? You know. Yeah. But, no, the show must be stronger than the presenter. What does the old saying say? The show must go on. It doesn't say the presenter must go on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then over a quarter of a century worth of shows, your most memorable contestant. That's a very good question. There were many contestants that, in their own right, are memorable. But I think Dainke Bardenor stands out as the one that had the whole country talking. He was just one of these guys that just – you're still thinking of the question you want to ask, and he gives you the answer. He was just uncanny with the music that we use in Nuit for Nuit. He, he, he was really very, very excellent. See, I knew you were going to say either Dainke or Zelda. Yes. Zelda, Zelda was an interesting one because Zelda was also excellent. She used to win and win and win and win and win. She's unbeaten, isn't and she? She was. And what we used to do, we used to every now and then have a knockout between champions. Mm. But she always won it. She and, always and then, won. And then we thought we are going to – and then we had a, we had a knockout between her and Dainke in, in our special 400th episode. And she actually beat Dainke I remember well. Dainke's face. I can still see it. <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> he was very and, upset. And, and we thought then we're going to stop the, the – but that's something we should rethink again and maybe you bring, bring back it. the old champions against each other again. But, you know, um, last week uh, watching Vicky. And Wasn't she marvelous? She was and she, absolutely lovely. And uh, But then I thought – I immediately thought, how would Vicky fare against a Zelda or a Dainke? These things are inevitable because it is a competition. Yeah. And I couldn't see it. But that's just me. But I think uh, both Dainke and Zelda would knock her out of the park. <laughs> now, that, that's also a very interesting thought. I'm learning a lot from you today. Because the thing is, Dainke and them were good with that era's music. I think they'd uh, still be there's, good. There's newer music in now which Vicky is shaping in. So Try I, it. I don't. I should. Try it, your husband. That do. would be fantastic. Let's do it. Absolutely. And then we get you as a celebrity show on our oh, celebrity. Johan? Uh, le- celebrity contestant. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. <laughs> what such a privilege. Thank and you for having me. Elsa, thanks for sitting through and coming through with Johan. Absolute pleasure. It was 
fantastic this morning and thanks so much to everybody else who participated and wrote in called as well